One, two. Testing. Are we good? Are we off here? Okay. Are your phones the only ones that have been blowing up since this afternoon? Or oh God. Um, happy Monday, everybody. Uh, before we start the podcast, um, two quick, two quick announcements. Uh, today's podcast is sponsored by uh, American Savings Financial. Ani Simonian, I hope she's listening to us live right now. Um, for all your home loans, private money, business loans, commercial loans, construction loans, cash out refinances. Uh, I've worked with her in the past, as I mentioned last week on the podcast as well. Uh, one of my favorite loan officers as well. Uh, Ani Simonian, American Savings Financial. Uh, if you need anything as far as, uh, like I said, loans, home loans, cash outs, any of that stuff, contact her direct. 818-957-4500. Uh, she's located in Glendale or Montrose, uh, 2820 Honolulu Avenue in the city of Glendale. Ani Simonian, American Savings Financial. Uh, we were <clears throat> we were supposed to have a special guest today as well. Uh, Richard Almoyano was supposed to here be with us today. Um, you guys probably know him. He's very famous on uh, Instagram right now. Uh, geopolitical specialist. Um, Obviously, you guys know what's going on in Armenia right now, and due to some uh, pressing factors, um, some family emergency that came up with Richard, um, we're going to be possibly doing a show with him tomorrow or Thursday. Um, both days are kind of um, in the air right now as to which one we'll do, but it's most probably going to be uh, tomorrow or Thursday, um, and we'll have Richard on to talk about what's going on, but... 
we sat down with the guys. We did a three-way call. And uh, we said, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to cancel today's show or do you want to do it? And, you know, went back and forth, back and forth. We were like, we can't, we, we didn't want to do it. But at the same time, we had to do it just due to the fact that we didn't see each other. We didn't talk to each other this afternoon as far as what was going on. It was just text back and forth, back and forth. Uh, did you, I mean, did you guys even, were you guys even able to keep track of who you were talking to today? No, whatever info I was getting in real time, I was texting it to multiple groups, which one of them was you guys. And uh, you guys were corresponding with your up-to-date info. So I think everybody's kind of been on the same boat the last last few hours is uh, trying to figure out what's really going on out there. Yeah, it's 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 too cr- much uncertainty around. Yeah, and hence the title of today's show. You know, uncertainty. It's uncertain times. Um, I was in the office, literally, and then one of the one of the guys, he was in the office. We were chit chatting together about business, and then he looks at his phone. He goes, "Shit!" I go, "What happened?" He goes, uh, "We lost the war." I go, what do you mean we lost the war? And then I get a text message from one of the guys. He goes, bro, we just lost the war. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, do you, what is it? What is it? And we walk out of my office and I look out to, uh, I would look out to the second floor, which is kind of like an open space. And everybody's popping, everybody's popping out of their offices with their phones in their hand and saying, what the hell happened? What the hell happened? Nicole signed something. Nicole signed something. Um, and apparently it was uh, a ceasefire. Now, uh, multiple sources on um, Twitter, reliable sources on Twitter and on uh, other social media platforms where it's, uh, you know, people are actually mentioning that he hasn't signed it yet. Aliyev has signed it. Putin has signed it. Nikol hasn't signed it. Uh, he did give a statement saying he did sign it, but again... Nothing is concrete, and I mean, if you guys have a source of him actually uh, admitting that he signed it, or if there's you know any sort of anything documenting that you know the ceasefire has been signed and um, Armenia's basically <laughs> given up at this point, I mean, send it over to us. This we've created this platform right now, or we're doing this podcast right now to kind of vent to each other, guys. Um, we're here to listen to you guys. We're here to vent ourselves as well and just kind of understand what's going on and um, what exactly, you know, what exactly will happen to Armenia's future. I know, I, I think out of the three of us, Edgar was the most devastated. I'm still, I'm, I'm lost for words. I did shut down people. I have to admit, I did go into my room, turn the lights off for 30 minutes. I didn't answer any of those messages that I was getting. It's kind of difficult because I like to get straight information and nothing that's happening right now is concrete enough for me. And and that's the one thing that we were concerned about. It was like we went back and forth. We said, should we talk about this? But it's like, what else are we going to talk about? We're not going to talk about <laughs> the election. We're not going to talk about yeah. uh, any other, anything else besides this. There, there's no, There's nothing else to talk about right now. The one thing that really, really, really upsets, you know, I'm sure all three of us is what's going on in Yerevan. I go on live and um, Emil, who was actually in the front lines um, in Artsakh, 
is live on Instagram as well this afternoon or, or you know, in this evening in Yerevan. And these morons are at the parliament destroying uh, the windows, the doors, smashing stuff. And you have Turks on the, on the live laughing at us. And I'm like, dude, all this hard work, all this uniting, like these past two weeks, how did we feel? We felt like what? Two weeks or 40, 45 four, days. 45 days. Three weeks, four weeks. Yeah. We felt like we were unstoppable, bro. Just no one's going to touch us. And literally within an hour, even less, 45 minutes, call it, you have them laughing at us. Guys, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say. I, I really don't. Um, Sometimes it's better not to say anything than to say something without really having any information. So... Today, like Arno said, we'd probably want to hear what you guys have to say. Maybe someone has information that they would like to share with us. But as far as us having any type of opinion today, it would be premature, in my opinion. Anything we say today would be premature. With as far as anything conclusive, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be premature because <clears throat> we don't know, like Arno said, whether... Prime Minister Pashinyan has actually signed the agreement or if it was proposed and uh, he just people just found out about it and assumed he's already signed it nobody knows well but his his statement was unclear and I posted it on Facebook and I said it myself I said um, Pashinyan spoke but it was so unclear as to what was going on he mentioned multiple times there are things he can't disclose there's things he can't disclose, but it'll come. It'll come up. It'll come up. It'll. It's like, okay, what's going on? What is it that you can't disclose? Or do you not want to disclose that you've signed it? Do you not want to disclose that you've caught some? I mean, I, I, there's. It was better for him not to go live than to go live and say what he just said, and then he comes back what forty five minutes later, talking about uh, Arad Mirzoyan, who was basically caught and beaten in the middle of the Hara Barak or in front of Parliament, and they actually took him to the hospital. Yeah. Uh, talking about, don't worry, we're going to catch you guys who ate the money. And, you know, this all goes back to, you know, what Edgar would continuously say on previous, previous podcasts. It all started from the Levon Terbedrosians to the Ser Sarkisians to the Robert Kocharians. I mean... And then number four was just the continuation. But do folks. you, at, at this point, do you really think it is? Look at what's going on, Ed. I, I <sighs> at this point, honestly, I mean, guys... You guys correct me if I'm wrong and call me crazy. If I, I feel like Serge, Robert, and Levon basically washed their hands, walked away. They knew this was going to happen, and this all broke on Nicole's back. But you don't think Nicole knew that getting into this? I didn't think he thought it was this serious. I mean, okay. I, th I think if he thought Russia was actually going to. So let's come go in. back to our Velvet Revolution, guys. It wasn't a revolution. Well, okay. now you say it's not a revolution. No, no, I said it was another revolution. We've always said it. We said it was a change of power. That's what it was. But well, let's talk about what's in in question today, which was if what we're talking about is there was an agreement prior to Nikol taking power regarding the seven territories that was that it was already negotiated for, right? And was put on the table, and uh, Aliyev didn't sign. This was under Sergei Sersarkisian's okay. times, and but. Now, knowing that they gave power to or handed power away to uh, power off to Nikol, knowing that this is going to surface and he's going to take the blame for it, right? 
I wouldn't yeah, say that's that. That's what I'm all. saying. No, I'm not saying no, that at don't. all. You're not no, saying that. No. Okay. So you think he basically had a hand in all this? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not because look, look I'm not at saying what, he has a hand in it, but the way I look at things is you always catch the snake from look, the head. But here's the you thing. You get Levon, on everything crumbles. But look, look at what multiple people are saying, including who was it? Who just said it as well? Somebody wrote it as well. I got to find it, but uh, the lands were sold. Yeah, Paulette said it. There we go. The lands were sold. And... When you think about it that way, if the lands were sold, that means Nicole had a hand in it. A couple of other people are actually saying Arik was taken hostage. Guys, again, none of this is concrete evidence. None of no, there's no facts behind any about of this. Arik from Harabab. Yeah, Arik was yeah, that's what I said. Arik was taken hostage, and they used him as a as a hostage to basically get it signed. Again, none of this is concrete evidence. I mean, this is all gossip. It might be just rumors floating around that this is what happened, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, more stuff will come out as as literally days go by. It's literally going to be like the election. We're going to be going to bed. We're going to waking up to new news. Well, but, uh, we've been doing that regardless since the war started. Yeah. We sleep a few hours and wake up hoping for some positive news. But the, the only thing that, honestly, throughout all this, uh, I, I kept on saying that the war may be blessing in disguise because... Uh, you know, I, I tend to look at the glass half full rather than half empty. But now after this afternoon, seeing what's going on in Yerevan, I have two thoughts. One is either that's choreographed by prior administrations uh, to show chaos in the uh, capital of Armenia, Yerevan, as far as all those men that are or I should say boys that are at the parliament breaking windows and screaming at cubicles. I mean, if they're such tough guys, they should get their weapons, get their asses in the front lines in yeah. Artsakh and fight. Assuming it's not orchestrated by prior administrations or anybody, Russia, whoever. But look know. at how many young guys are out there yelling and screaming. That's what I mean. Half of them, half of them look like they're in pretty good shape to actually go to war. Because all I've been hearing the last 45 days since the war started, 40, 45 days, is there's no man in Yerevan. Everybody's in Artsakh. Didn't look like it. Harabah, right? But yet, where did thousands of these cockroaches all of a sudden show up from the, under their bed? Were they hiding or was this orchestrated? That's what I'm trying to figure out. Because uh-huh. if it's orchestrated, then obviously there's... A lot of things going on behind the scenes that none of us know. If it's not orchestrated, they need to shut the hell up. Stop embarrassing our nation globally by showing how destructive they can be. How untrustworthy they can be amongst one another. And, you know, as I posted earlier, stop these damn live videos from Armenia. Stop all the propaganda. All you're doing is you're feeding into the enemy's... uh, lies basically you're you're allowing them to look at us and feel glorified that we've lost we we're crumbling as as a nation this is history repeating itself guys even before the genocide we had this times this is this is a play-by-play of everything that happened 100 years ago 110 120 years ago this is a play-by-play we've always had traitors from within we've always had our traitors bring us down not the enemy and this is just another one. When are we going to learn from our history, though? I That's what I want to know. How are we going to learn? 
Look at us three. We're here. I don't know, but uh, I was telling my buddy. I was talking to my buddy. He actually texted me. We were going back and forth, and um, he even posted on my put on my page as well. I said we literally lost a battle, we lost a war, and we lost a viral war, and now we literally just gave up. How many pro- how many provinces did we just give up? Six, seven, seven. Or all seven. Five five or seven. Well, uh, oh, they said five of the seven. Right? Was it five of the seven or six of the seven? We, regardless of it, yeah. we we literally gave it up. I mean, I, 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 it's like, as they would say in Armenian, I was like, how can we have just folded like this? These 18, 19, 20-year-old kids died in vain? Are you serious? Like, are you serious? And again, I don't mean to bash the prime minister or anything when he says my son's in the front lines, my wife is in the front lines. That PR bullshit needs to stop. His wife is not in the front lines. Give me a break. Yeah. Ando sends it, says it was all seven territories, I guess. How could it be all five se- of seven? So it was as all seven. As far as the negotiate. Yeah. I don't recall. I, I read it earlier today, but I have too much going on to, yeah. to uh, uh, remember it accurately. But, but regardless of what's going on, it's going to take time for us to really, for, for partial truth to surface. We're never going to know 100% of what's, what's going down. So even the partial truth is going to resurface or surface eventually within the next few days and upcoming weeks. But we just, throughout this whole process, look, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but we have to stick together and stay united. We cannot start uh, going at each other, whether it's in Armenia or in the diaspora. We have to remember how were we nine hours ago. 10, 12 hours ago. We were all united. Nobody cared, right? We were yeah. uh, talking about how nobody cares. You're Parska High, Beirut High, Yerevan Sea, yeah. wherever you're from, Libanon High. Iraq High. No Iraq one Nobody cares. cared. And now all of a sudden, I, I feel that tension again from people that all of a sudden we're trying to point, find who was at fault. Uh, and it's only been a few hours. It's Le- the victim card, bro. You want to find, who, basically play the victim card or blame somebody for it. And, it, I mean, it sucks to say it, but our, our culture has always been known for that shit. Either play the victim or blame somebody. Never take the blame. Never, you know. I, bl- I blame Pashinyan for one thing. The day he took office, he should have taken care of the previous administration. He should have taken care of the first three previous administrations who for the last two years have been busy trying to bring him down. And if the first day he took office, he changed the law, la- law of that land everything would have been fine. You yeah. go into the courts, you take over the court system and shut everything down, bring up a new system where all these people that have stolen everything, especially today, Pashinyan, if he was going to do it the right way, during lo- during a war, you can pull those people into uh, tribunals. You can pull them into tribunals, empty their pockets till the end, and use those for the weapons or whatnot. What blows my mind is this. I mean, again, let's let's say Sarkisian, Kocharian, Terbedrosian really did take all that money, put it in their Swiss bank accounts, their Russian bank accounts, their Dutch bank accounts, their Chinese bank accounts, wherever they put it. How the hell do these pieces of shit sleep at night? Literally, you were a you were a prime minister. You were a president of a country that you're okay with basically collapsing. 
your people dying, 18, 19, 20-year-old kids dying, I mean, they're soulless, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, there is no, literally, no soul at all. I just, I can't, I just doesn't process in my head how a human being could do something like that. But um, at this point, I mean, if there is a ceasefire, it was for, it, it was signed by Aliyev and Putin so far. We have no confirmation of Nikol signing it, but it's a five-year ceasefire. And um, in the next five years, I'll guarantee you this, if we don't build up our army, there will be no army. Again, that's assuming he's actually signed the five. That's year, assuming right? he signed yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, that five. That's basically a five-year ceasefire. Meaning, hey, listen, we're almost out of ammunition as far as the as far as Azerbaijan. Can we uh, stop this for about five years so we can go reload again and come back? That's what it is. I mean, it sounds crazy, but literally, that's what it is. Because Aprilian, uh, which took place in 2016, um, was just a basically small taste of what we just got in 2020. And you could bet your ass this, guys. If that ceasefire is signed for five years, it's they're, they're coming back in five years. I promise you this. If they did it in 92, and they did it in 2016, and they did it in 2020, what makes you think they're not going to come back in 2025 and do it again? The five-year can be extended for multiple five years. You're talking about Turks here, bro. You're talking about people who broke a ceasefire three times. And you're talking about... The five years, you only have six months to decide whether you are going to sign for another five years or not. So nothing is concrete until six months before that five years is up. So, so four and a half years. Four and a half years, you'll figure out if you're going to get another five years or not. But... Well, you have to push as far as military growth as if you're not going to have another five years. You have to rebuild stronger and more efficient than you ever have, uh, which means the diaspora has to help as far as raising money, however we need to, whatever we need to do to help build the military, because that's what it boils down to. Guys, diaspora does great work raising that money, but the uncertainty of where that money ends up has always bothered every diaspora in Armenia. And today it's time for us to take that money and do the work ourselves on the ground. How That's much, the only way. How much money was raised uh, by Armenia Fund right now? I it's think like, it's uh, close to 150. Okay. If not more at this okay, point. Okay, call it, call it one. Which is not a lot of money, guys. Yeah, whatever. It, it, let's, let's call it 150. The war million. has cost a, a, approximately of course, one and a half of billion course. so far. So that money was basically raised to, uh, they said once the war is over, to rebuild Artsakh. Or Stepan Agert, or you know, whatever was whatever was destroyed by the Azeris. Um, at, at, this, at this point, I mean, it's it's crazy, but that that's it's. I don't think any of that money should go to rebuilding anything. I I seriously think that money should all go to military. There there is no point of us sitting on our laps and just basically um, uh, rebuilding something that they're going to come back and destroy again. Anna Victoria, sorry guys, I'm going to try to get. Yeah, to sorry guys, we're seeing comments. all your comments. Yeah. We're going to get good to your comments. Yeah. Um, Anna said, Anna says, uh, you know that Armin Sarkisian, our current president, was one of them. As far as he was appointed into the parliament by Terpetrosian in '92, and then appointed as president of Armenia by Ser Sarkisian, so we did not elect him. 
he was he pretty much came with the package. Armin Sarkisian was put in power as president by Ser Sarkisian illegally. He wasn't even a resident of Armenia. And Pashinyan came in and allowed Armin Sarkisian to stay as well. And Armin Sarkisian is in charge of the Armenia Fund today. He's in charge of the fund? Yes, sir. I thought it was Pashinyan's wife. No. No? She has her own fund. Uh, she has her own organization, which probably gets fed from Armenia Fund. I don't want to say anything I don't know. See, Armenia says, you know, the funds are for humanitarian reasons. You're absolutely right. Armenia Fund is for humanitarian reasons. But doesn't get any more humanitarian than uh, weapons. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Armenia, John, there can be certain things done as far as getting aid to Armenia as far as... Um, <laughs> weapons. But even if they weren't, if they were used for other things, it's not necessarily going to be disclosed. Obviously, for of course obvious not. reasons. Here's right? the thing: when you when you balance out your checkbook with the humanitarian fund, you're not going to say, "Well, you know, this much of it went to tanks uh, and tanks <laughs> and artillery and stuff." You know what? It's all going to humanitarian reasons, because at the end of the day, in order for us to stay alive, I think we could, you know, bend the rules just a tad bit. Yeah. And you know what, Facebook, if you want to mark that one as um, against your guidelines. Screw you too. Screw you too. What else can I say? Um, uh, people, go ahead and like and share. Yeah, please. like, share. We like want everybody to share be so we can have more people joining us and venting and commenting and questions and everything else. Uh, but Levick also makes a great point as far as what we've read is that uh, Putin is going to be stepping down January of 2021 due to some Parkinson's and some health concerns. Now, how is that? <laughs> what does that mean? And how is that going to affect this agreement? What, Putin went out with a bang as well? Let me just fuck up everything in Armenia and leave? Well, he announced that a few days ago prior Did to Did he the, announce it? Was yes. there was there an actual video, something leaked by, not even leaked, forget leaked. Was there something announced by him saying that, you know what, I am sick, I'm leaving because of Parkinson's? Do you think Putin would allow anybody to publish that without his consent? Who published it? Russia, Armenia, U.S., everybody. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I feel like it should. He, it should come from the devil himself. Well, he's he's one of those devils that doesn't allow you to publish whatever you please. Then how do you know it's true? <laughs> so it must be if he hasn't had it removed or somehow. Or I mean, how do you know it's not the, the complete opposite? How do you know it's not? He's just brushing it off, saying, "Let them say whatever they want to say." Because remember, well, he's we'll one see. of the—he's one of the only—he's one of the only presidents or prime ministers or dictators or whatever the hell you want to call him that is not on any social media platform. Like, what the, is he going to post? No, no, I, I understand <laughs> that, bro. He's—he's he's a different type. Of, look, Aliyev, who's a freaking moron, Erdogan, who's a freaking jackass himself. Biden, who's you basically can't, sleeping can't, half the time. You can't call him a jackass right now. Whatever he is. They're, they're, none of these guys are on any sort of social media. Now, mind you, again, I get it. It's not really them. It's their publicists or it's their basically their team doing it. I get it. But Putin has nothing as far as him being out there in the social media world. Literally nothing at all. But you know what? I, I, again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. What did Bedros post? Is that him actually saying it? The Kremlin insists Putin is not basically. not quitting. Well, we'll find out in two. Either way, if he quits, I mean, did he quit? What we need we need to stop caring what Russia Putin quits this and that. We need to focus on our country. And the day we stop caring about 
having Russia as our backup, U.S. or Europe. Look, Pashinyan came into power cussing out the Russian government and whole his whole office was. Today, that whole Europe that he was relying on turned his back on Armenia. And the only people we had to go to was those same Russians. We okay. all understand what they are. We know. But what's our choices? So name one country that doesn't have allies. You say, like, we can just stand you, independently. If you, as in yourself, don't... You don't bring anything to the table, no one's going to want to play with you. It's that simple. Okay, so what's the solution? Bring something to the table? Yes. Okay, how? Protect yourself. Protect yourself very well. That's all you can do. Protect yourself. Weaponry. Okay. Of all kinds. Of no limitation of weaponry. No limitations. I'm talking no limitations. Is that realistic? You really think you can have more weapons than... Well, I'd rather be North Korea today. You no one wants to work with North Korea. Everyone hates North Korea. They're they're safe. They're safe. They're safe. Yeah, but their people are basically <laughs> dying of hunger. <laughs> well, they're safe today. No one's attacking but you're talking, North Korea. Yeah, because Bro, nobody you're, cares to attack yeah. them. Oh, come attack on. Them That's for not what? the reason. Attack Why are they what? not attacking North Korea? Attack them for what? What do they oh, have? Come on, to bro. steal their internet just, or No. What? They just don't have any there. internet. <laughs> exactly. What, what it's are not you about get? the internet, bro. Land is the number one what thing people land, are fighting bro? for. Have you seen those satellite images of North Korea as far as at nighttime? You have North Korea and South Korea. South Korea is lit. North Korea is just black. So it, be it. What's... No, man, you can't think of it that way. But Narbe said something very nice as well. Narbe basically said, we just have to be selfish. There's nobody helping us. It's all about... You, you, have you be can't selfish. be selfish. You have to be diplomatic. No, no, You're no. You're not big enough to be... You're not the U.S. You can't be selfish. No, as far as... The, we can't depend on any other country. We have to depend on ourselves. Don't depend on anybody, but play the game. Play the game like everybody else does. Look, at, look at Israel. <laughs> look at it. Trump moved the embassy to Jerusalem, right? Biden hasn't even been elected. It's just the media calling him the new president and, or the elected president. And Netanyahu is already kissing Biden's ass. He already forgot about Trump. He has no idea if this thing gets reversed, Trump is going to put something up his ass. He's not. Up it. He's got guarantees. Netanyahu has so many guarantees, he had to kiss the right ass at the right time. And he's, he's playing ki- it the right way. He's kissing the wrong guys at the wrong time right now. Yeah. But he doesn't care. Because he has the push. He has the push. No. Well, the one, uh, When you got over <clears throat> two-thirds of the Congress what? fighting for your country instead of the country they're working in, it's not that hard, bro. See, <laughs> okay, you're saying play the game, right? You're saying play the game. What, of course. But Edgar, at the same time, was saying, what do we have to offer, Right. What, seriously, what do we have to offer? We have no, as far as uh, oil, we have no oil. We have no natural resources. We have what, copper? We have some gold? It's not just about natural resources. Then what else is it? What, else, can, do, what else do we have to you offer? You can develop technology, chips, uh, nanotechnology, artificial a intelligence. A lot of that shit, that's the problem. A lot of that shit is being done outside of Armenia. Well, no, it's not. We are starting to do a lot of that in in, in Armenia. I know we are. Is I it know. a fund issue? Because I know where the funds are. How hard is it to get that money back from Serge and Robert? How hard could it be? It's very hard, bro. It's gone, Ed. Where are you going to find it? What do you it? mean? Where, where are you going to find it? Where? Oh, wow. 
You think they they have paper trails? And They're gonna come to you. Are gonna go to them and say it's in the Bahamas. Bought of this. Um, nah, yeah. you know that money. You know that couple billion dollars you stole. Listen, can we have a portion of that back, please? You know we're kind of fighting a war overseas, and uh, forget about it. It's gone, bro. That money's long gone. Couple, no, it's not. Couple yeah, pieces, it is, bro. Couple it's people actually, are saying we have minerals. We, have, those, we do have minerals. Weren't those sold off to no, Russia? No, 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 no. I mean, are they being harvested today? I'm sure. Weren't those mines sold off to Russia? Not all Russia. Majority of it is Va- England. Vog was saying minerals. What minerals? What, okay, okay please let me know what minerals it is that are, that are basically going to save our country. Please. Because... There is. I'll, I'll tell Arnold, you. Th- you're, you need to look into that. But okay, I'll lot. tell you this much. So which one you say? You, you tell me minerals which or oil. One? Which one is which one is better? Would you rather buy minerals or oil? Well, you tell me, please. Let's say we have minerals. What minerals do we have and where? I don't have any. <laughs> I don't know who I'm has. I'm not it. saying you personally. Personally, I know that there's thirteen. Uh, I don't know. Hong Kidding won't say how long living. Listen, man. I I if somebody's gonna tell me, hey, Arnold, do you want to invest in Himalayan salt or do you want to invest in oil? <laughs> I'm gonna go for oil. I'll we don't have any much. salt. I think. It's I, I, please, Mo, Molodenka, Vahag, inli- please enlighten me. I, yeah, what, don't what, make generic comments. Yes, we have it. Okay, what do we have? How much of it do we have? Was it sold off to England or Russia or whoever else? I think we have gold. Kainu, we have gold. How much gold do we have? Please. Again, guys, we're talking about uh, two nations, Turkey and Azerbaijan, who are sitting on gallons and gallons and gallons of unlimited black gold see narik said we have uranium where which is okay uranium is used is for big. nuclear weapons right yes which are used how often no 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 look let's go back wait we stop right there it's used for nuclear weapons okay you don't need to use nuclear weapons. You need to make sure everyone knows you have nuclear weapons. So Let's refer back to my North Korea comment. A lot of people, ooh, they're in the dark at night. Okay, but they're safe because they have that nuclear. That's what I meant. I get it, bro. But you still think people? You still think countries like Russia, China, U.S. They're threatened by <laughs> Iran's <laughs> nuclear power or North Korea's nuclear power? So why would power? they try to stop it, Alpish? Levon is saying ga- control. Ga- Le- sorry, sorry, sorry. Levon is like gallons? Question mark. Levon, sorry. I mean, I could have gone on for the gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons and gallons. Yes, you're right. Let me rephrase myself. Oceans and oceans and oceans of unlimited black gold, literally. But again, guys, we're not asking what we had, what we have currently. I know we had a lot of things. We're the oldest, oldest culture nation in the world, so we've had a lot of things. What do no, we currently have that's worth Not anything? much, but anything we did have has already been sold to Russia. Okay. Our, train, our train system was sold off to Russia. All right. Our top factories are still sold off to so Russia. So you're back to what I said earlier, which is, so we, we can't go back and fix that. Whatever was sold, when I, I sold a car 20 years ago, I can't go, I can't say. Hey, I know, loved it, I want it back. I'm you know? still a whatever owner. No, I sold that car, it's I gone. don't want it anymore, it's gone, okay? But my point is, if we, let's, let's say vaccines. How difficult is it to develop some bullshit vaccine for this COVID? Why can't Armenia develop it? Because Israel's busy making it happen. Okay, why can't Armenia also be busy with it? We don't have enough money invested, bro. We have plenty. Isn't isn't the CEO of uh, was it Novartis? What is that pharmaceutical Madera company? Or, something? or Moderna? Which one was it that's run by an Armenian? Why can't he put a plant in Armenia, for example? The Canadian right? Armenian man? No, no, he's from the U.S. Uh, Nubar. 
Nubar, yes. yes. I think he's Canadian or Armenian. Is he can I don't know where he's from originally, but but uh, but as far as why can't that that guy put up some type of a research research and development plant in Armenia to develop vaccines and other pharmaceuticals, right? That's a ten, twenty, fifty, hundred billion dollar Moderna uh, potential. Moderna, that's Moderna. okay. Um, I mean, it's spelled differently with every single person, but it's, it's M O D R N A. Yeah. I remember I bought their stock a few months back. Yeah. Uh, so why can't he do that? Or a- any anybody else as far as developing, like I said, nanotechnology. We used to develop a lot of things for the world. We talk about, we take pride, so much pride in talking about how we developed the MRI machine and the uh, ATM machine and the... Uh, Robotic uh, vacuum, iRobot. Everything we supposedly, or apparently we, we invented, yet... We can't do jack shit over the last 20, 30 years. And let's stop blaming the government, the corrupt government. We need to stop crying and bitching about that. Why can't we develop anything right now in Armenia? So that we can hold other countries at our mercy and say, listen, you want this? Fine, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars. Because you know what they do? They sell it off. Who's they? Whoever invents something. What what do they do? They look at at the end of the day. They look at the last uh, dollar bill and they go, okay, how much can I get for this product that I've invented? Let me cash out, sell sell the patents to them, and walk away. That's what happens a lot of the times with these inventions. They look to see how much they can get for the invention, and they basically sell off the patent to whoever it is that's going to basically develop it. But you can why not develop it yourself and make. A million times more than when, selling off the patent. When a, when a very large company comes and says, "Listen, uh, we'll buy your patent off you, and we'll we'll give, give you cre- royalty. We'll yeah, we'll give you royalty, and we'll give you credit for the invention. We'll put your name on it. Uh, all you got to do is just sell it off to us. And uh, well, you know what? We'll mention that Armund Hopar uh, invented this. Okay, and we'll give you X amount of dollars. A lot of inventors, they're not very rich." So how is that any better than what prior administrations did as far as robbing the country? It's basically basically the same thing. You're robbing of the future of the country. The, the, the thing is we need to basically invest in ourselves. Instead of basically pitching these ideas to foreign countries, to China, to Germany, to France, to all these com- to all these countries that can buy off the patent, we have listen, we have a lot of millionaires. We actually have a lot of millionaires that can invest in stuff like this. We need to start investing in ourselves. We need to begin a networking system where we can help each other and not help Joe Schmo. I mean, it's uh, a selfishness gene that we have that's kind of bothering. I, I don't understand why we can't be one of the top five leading countries in almost every sector in the world because we, when it comes to Olympics, anything that's a one-man sport, right? Chess, wrestling, powerlifting, anything that's a one-man sport, we dominate. Olympics, if you look at per capita, we probably have more gold than any country in the world. Uh, we have more... Just summer Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you, you know, I'm not referring to uh, Special Olympics. No, the Winter Olympics, we don't even <laughs> partake. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody cares about the Winter Olympics. Uh, how dare you say that? You don't watch okay. it? 
figure skating, bro. How do you Dude, not watch figure skating? I do. I actually used to be a figure skater. Oh, yeah. yeah. You sure have the physique for it. That's for <laughs> damn sure. But, but it's like, uh, I mean, yes, I understand we haven't done it, but forget about what we haven't done. We have to, we, we've been talking about this, how we have to develop Armenia. And I understand there's some people out there that are working on this, but more of us need to truly get involved and everything from from technology to science to medicine to uh, military, we have to we have to truly go back to what we used to do 50, 60, 70 years ago, developing so many things for the world and for Russia. Now it's time we do it for ourselves. We make our country stronger, and then we sell off licensing deals, whatever we need to do to our neighboring partners. And then reinvest it into the country again. Yes. But the problem right now is, and it sucks to say it, but look what's happening in Yerevan right now. Look, 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 at, the, look at the type of people that are in Yerevan right now. What type of people are they? As far as the generation. That generation needs to be wiped out. They need to they literally need to get the hell out of Armenia. <laughs> what? The gen- which generation? These old Serjakan, Kocharyan, all these that generation, those the men that are in their fifties, sixties, they need to get the hell out of Armenia. Well, not all of them are Serjakan. Bro, but- majority of them are. Come on. No. How many of them are not, Ed? Dude, you're going to find maybe 500 to 1,000 people that support those bastards. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's all there is. Bro, we just found out from Armand's social media. There's people here that are still supporting him. Are you kidding? Here? Of course. That's ridiculous. Are they not? Correct me if I'm wrong. Shit. I think a lot. I think you're getting this wrong. Maybe some people are against Nikol Pashinyan's politics. But I don't think like I'm I've always said I'm not a big fan of Pashinyan for sure. But at the same time, I've always said that the previous three were way worse and they should all be in jail. So what or even more. Which prime minister of Armenia have you ever supported? I think the best would be Pashinyan. Okay. Out of the four. For not out of the four. Ever. Ever. Adrina said it best. Look at that. Their kids are basically being trained to be like them as well. Yes. That's, that's what's scary. Absolutely right. That's yeah. what's scary. And then when you that's see That's why they need to leave Armenia. They don't need to be in Armenia. No, don't they say that. You, what s- do you look, they come here and then they're okay, been are here you for gonna only go three back months. to replace the population? I'm not. Then who is? Whoever the pop- whoever the next generation there is. Then you because can't the next say generation that, is the next generation as far as I'm not talking I'm talking about their kids and their kids' kids. Those guys need to all leave Armenia. Okay, they so what what is, what's gonna be left? Like 200,000 people? I, I get it, bro. That, well, see, that's, hence the reason what you just said, where you're like, well, Edgar was disagreeing with me, saying that, no, there isn't a lot of them. It's 500 people. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. It's just, they just, uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I, She's right. Demirchian was amazing. We all know what happened to him. Who was that, who was that one guy that was running for president in Armenia or prime minister in Armenia who was from here? He had like a UCLA. Rafi. Was it him? Was it Rafi? Rafi? Yeah. Yeah. What was his last name? I forget his I last forgot what name. his last name was. But see, I'm sure you, somebody will remind you. That's me. the type of people you need in office. Very there. weak person. Well, there you go. There's, there's Edgar's point of view on it. Uh, I guess honest truth. Weaker than Nicole? 100%. Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Guys, they all have owners. We need someone to run that country that doesn't have an owner. That's what it such is. such a bro. thing? Yeah, we have great minds inside Armenia. Okay, which, which... Those same guys that are on the front lines today that are actually fighting, they should be the whole parliament. Hovhannisyan. Whole parliament should be full of the same guys. I don't deserve to be in charge of anything in Armenia. 
The same people fighting, bro. Name me one president, prime minister, dictator, leader that's not owned by some higher power. Are you talking about Armenians? No, 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 no. In the world, globally. (laughs) Putin. Putin (laughs) is not owned by anybody. I don't know. I haven't asked him. That's a tough question. (laughs) Of course. Let me text him. Of course he is. (laughs) Everybody is to a certain degree. Are we going to get into conspiracy theories right now? It's not a conspiracy theory. What, it's, everybody's, it's been, everybody's owned by George Soros now? No, Soros is a piece of shit. Putin has 50 times more money than Soros does. Yeah, but apparently Soros has a lot of power. <laughs> what? No, P- he has a Pogi lot of... said Rafi Biden. <laughs> that's funny. As well. I don't yeah, know. That's hilarious. Petro says uh, Xi Jinping. Who's Xi Jinping? Who the fuck China? is that? He's not Xi Jinping. Previous, I think, isn't it? No, they're, they're all owned by somebody. You don't, you don't come to power without somebody. Oh, I like you know. what Anna has to say, Anna Victoria. That's unfortunately those are the men that were taken out by these bastards. Yeah. Very well said. And Monte was somebody that was from here, right? Yes. Yeah. Monte left the states, went to Armenia, who barely spoke Armenian. Well, he was raised. Was he born? I know he was raised he here. Was, he was born and raised in he Fresno. Was, born was he born in, yeah. here? Okay. He was born and raised here. He left. He left the diaspora. Went to Armenia. Learned Armenian. Who, which his Armenian? No, it's, it's, it's a lot. His his his, his, his Armenian, had a longer his journey Armen- than that. Bro. I know, but his Armenian was very broken. And he very, learned the majority of it broken. in Iran, and he learned it in Lebanon. He helped in Lebanon with the uh, civil war going on there. He helped in Iran. And then he was in jail for a couple of years for identity fraud, I'm guessing. And he was taken out. And he, a lot of stories going around would be about Monte being taken out by the Armenians. And don't forget, I, I, I do want to quote him. If we lose Harabal, we will turn the final page of the Armenian history. That's what Monte. See, said. John says he he got a deg- Monte got a degree from Berkeley. Did it, wasn't he also? Uh, didn't he have a scholarship to Harvard? Uh, he turned it down. And yeah. he turned it down, right? Yeah. Ando says he was in prison in France. Actually, yes. he was in jail in France. Yeah. That, uh, uh, Eliza says it. I guess who killed him? Backstabbing Armenians. My friend's yes, dad was actually yes. with Monte when he died. No shit. And uh, her father died with Monte trying to protect him. Are you serious? Yeah, Sadibek. What's his name? Sadibek uh, Martirosian. Wow. Who's wow. with Monte. That's crazy. Yeah. A true Armenian hero. A dr- true, yeah. true Armenian What do you guys hero. think of what Nazali has to say? I, I know this is probably comedy, but Armenia needs Kanye as president? <laughs> uh, Nazali. <laughs> no comment. No comment. But no it's comment. not too far. It's not too far. I mean, come on. Bro. if it's going to fix your country, why not? What's going to fix our country is uncorrupt leaders. What's going to fix our country is, at this point, money. I Money think John would agree. We need somebody like Trump in Armenia. John, what do you think? You know what, John? <laughs> I agree with you. I totally, totally agree with you. But uh, Armenia needs to ramp up their military. Armenia needs to basically prep themselves for another war, which possibly might be coming in the next five years. Uh, at this point, I really do hope that Nikol Pashinyan has not signed um, that treaty basically the ceasefire say stating that he's giving all seven from what i understand of those provinces to azerbaijan because you know what 
it's going to be a huge, huge victory for them. They're going to be jumping for joy. And I believe some of the provinces actually go down and connect to Iran, right? So that well, basically creates... Well, the, but that, that area, they're not uh, signing off because uh, to Azerbaijan. There's actually... The plan is to build a road between Azerbaijan and Nakhijevan, right? In the next three years. Okay. That was part of the deal. Uh, here, I have the letter here. I was looking at, but... So what, a road through Azerbaijan to Artsakh? Uh, transport links between the western regions of Azerbaijan and Nakhijevan. Um, uh, autonomous Republic in order to organize the unimpet, uh, unimpeded movement of citizens, vehicles, and goods in both directions. Right. See, Rafi says we don't have the money for military. None of the big shots pay taxes. That's what needs to stop, Rafi. Rafi, let me ask you this. What if the diaspora were to help with it? Well, you can only help so much. You need, look, our military budget in Armenia is 480 million, half a billion. What if everybody the were US to, spends what half if, a billion an hour in What if military? everybody were to cancel their Netflix accounts? What if everybody were to not buy a crappuccino every single day? We've had this discussion, man. Armenia fund Even if you raised 100 million dollars a month, you can't just put all that in military because you need money for infrastructure, all these displaced families, therapy, health care. <laughs> There's a ton of... Okay, how much money would go into what you just said as far as non-military? For humanitarian. 100 million, out of 100 million a month or what? N yeah, not to know. How much money total would go into humanitarian fund as for humanitarian reasons? To do what? What you just said. For displaced the... families, for, uh, you know, stuff like that. For humanitarian, right. not right. military. Anything humanitarian. I think... I annually. Th annually? Yes. You probably need a good... Half a billion dollars a year. So 500 million. 500 million 500 a year million. just for that. So Armenia Fund, everything's giving is, is able to raise how many millions of dollars? 25 to 30. 25 to 30 million. That's in basically in, in about 24 hours, give or take, right? Right. 12 hours, I think. 12 hours. You don't think we'll be able to raise more than half a billion in a year span? No, With the because, diaspora? because people lose focus. People lose focus, motivation. They forget the purpose. They forget the cause. They well, forget. maybe they should put it on an auto-pay system and let it basically ride. Maybe somebody should create that system. Maybe we'll work on it soon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's in the works right now. <laughs> maybe it's already... <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Can't keep your mouth shut for a minute. Yes, he's going to go into the whole Guys, Armenia again. Fund is mostly... What is it? We'll mostly go to the rich. Well... See, that's the thing. People still don't trust the Armenia fund system. Adrina, who else would you who else would you donate money to? Like, uh, you have one Armenia, which is another nonprofit organization who has been doubling money as well. You have uh, what's that other one called? Shit, I forgot. Whatever. There's a lot of them. There's, There's a lot, lot for of them. the uh, wounded warriors. There's the wounded warriors one. You have AGBU who's been doubling as well. And was doubling. was doubling, and every single one of these nonprofit organizations take it, and where do they dump it? Directly to Armenia Fund. I mean, at this point, directly to families. I know directly to families, but I mean, the manpower you need behind that, the trust. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know Tagui. Uh, what's her last name? Ohanyan. She's back. 
yeah, I know she she's been doing an amazing job going out there and I mean the heart that she has to actually face families with you know uh, who's who've lost their sons, their husbands, their uncles, and actually See, there, hand them checks, bro. There's Shit, several challenges. I can't, I can't with that. do that. Look, you have to keep in mind there's there's unfortunately still a pandemic in Armenia with regards to COVID, so you can't. You can't just rent or buy these huge warehouses and put thousands of people there because you can potentially spread spread the virus and kill thousands of people. That's that's number one. So to build all of these, let's say, single-family dwellings or apartments or take existing hotels or whatever we have over there, a lot of these places don't have proper air conditioning, plumbing, electricity, so... A lot of money has to go into rebuilding all these structures to make sure it there you know you have livable conditions because to move a displaced family into a home where they're going to get sick and now they're going to clog up the healthcare system because they didn't have proper living conditions is not going to do you any good either so that's why it takes so much money to do it right it's not just about well here's 500 bucks a month go figure it out on your they can't if they can't figure it out they need Somebody from the U.S., whatever country that understands development, to go there and help with the process. This yeah. is not somebody something that you, me, the Tagui, or whoever else can do. It has to be people like the Hovnanians or uh, other organizations that actually understand how to build the city, what it takes, the infrastructure. You and I go there, we're going to get screwed by the government, whether we like it or not. Which, it sucks, because you going so back to going exactly back what to we were saying. It's, it's unfortunate. Armenia should become a co- free commerce zone, man. It's the only way to save it. Natalie, with the can we spread the virus to Azerbaijan? I wish That's we can. great idea. Why Natalie. not? Guys, share, like. That's part of warfare, by the way. Don't yeah. be lazy. Share it and like it right yeah, now. Literally, click that button, share it. We want as many people on this to talk about what's going on. Vent with us. Uh, share their two cents because obviously um, a lot happened within the past six, seven hours of uh, Pashinyan apparently and supposedly, rumor says, signing a ceasefire, which again, nothing is confirmed. Nothing is confirmed. Uh, Aliyev actually tweeted out as well saying that um, Pashinyan has not signed, but he will. Quote, unquote. I'm sure he's being pressured to sign it. But but there's too much uh, misinformation as far as what we're seeing, videos of the generals on the front lines versus what the politicians are saying are completely uh, conflicting information. Yeah, but I, there are rumors out there basically saying that, and again, this is all just talk, nothing, none of this is, we don't know if it's factual or not, but um, some Armenian generals, some Armenian soldiers who were um, pro-Kocharyan and Sarkisian, actually packed up and left the front lines in, in Shushi, which basically caused uh, you know, the Azeris to come in and, you know... I wonder us, what percentage us, of the actual... Had us wave the white Did flag. Did you guys see what Ando said? Army. Ando said that basically Aliyev's speech was basically uh, Pashinyan didn't want to sign... And Aliyev forced him to sign, or something along those. That's what, what did he? What, what do you mean? He forced him to sign? What did he arm wrestle him? No, he gave him a. 
guys, everything is agreed and all the details are out. Uh, so again, uh, we're on the live right now. I, we don't have any. Let me. Uh, I, I could literally get on Twitter right now. Hold on. But uh, if you guys have any sources as far as, you know, legitimate stating that um, it's been, you know, it's been confirmed that it's signed and uh, Nicole has walked away from <laughs> walked away from us as far as Armenia and Artsakh and given up all seven territories, send it over, send us links, send us something. Because um, as we mentioned, um, uh, Rich was supposed to be with us, Rich El Moyan was supposed to be with us and um, you know, due to some unfortunate family emergency, um, he's going to be with us tomorrow or Thursday, and we'll get into more details as more news does pop up and uh, more information pops up regarding what's going on in Armenia. But again, guys, I hope whatever you guys are sending right now, as far as in the feeds, are reliable sources and they're not just stupid freaking Instagram well, and thing. But we saw we saw the uh, joint statement as far as. Right, the nine conditions that's being signed off. Yes, but again, the the, the conditions are there. But it, it's it's multiple sources have said that Pashinyan has not signed it yet. Multiple sources have said it. So I, I I don't know who to believe at this point. I know Pashinyan said he's signed it, but the timestamps as far as uh, Aliyev saying he, he hasn't signed it and him stating that he has signed it don't match up. There, there's a there's a lot of discrepancies going on. So. Um, at this point, I, I would. It's just about continuing to basically uh, support each other, staying united, uh, not not blaming each other for certain things, especially in Armenia, bro. Uh, a lot of things going on with uh, the protests and breaking into the parliament and looking for Nicole and telling them they're going to kill him. And that, if if, the, if that's not orchestrated and those are actual citizens of Yerevan. Those are the most bullshit people to ever step foot in Yerevan. Yeah. Because you can't do that at a time of war. I don't care how pissed off you are. If you're such a tough guy, pick up your shit, get in the front lines and fight, like some of the soldiers were saying. Don't be a tough guy in the city knocking down cubicles thinking, you know, uh, you, you're going to cause some damage. Go on the front lines and cause some damage. Breaking those windows and doors, that's still our country. You're still going to end up paying to fix that. And I can't believe people were actually going live and sharing that shit. Guys, Azeris, Turks, they're, they're all... We lost the cyber war. We lost the cyber war a long time ago. As much as we tried to... Uh, we weren't go, prepared there either. Yeah, at we all. We weren't prepared all. there either. Uh, but uh, losing the cyber war as well, those these pieces of shit are still online. They literally were on every single one of those feeds laughing. Laughing and sending their stupid fucking flags and uh, smiley faces and saying, ha, 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 look what you guys are doing to yourselves. This, that was the last thing we needed and to basically take a parliament member and beat him up and then take a picture of it and video of it and show everybody that oh look look what we did to Ararat Mirzoyan no no we're collapsing on ourselves i mean it's the stupidest thing we could have ever done and uh, we have to be smart about it we have to we have to be able to win as far as not only on the battlefields but virtually as well at this point we Every single one of us has just waved the white flag. We folded. Look, Ando makes a great point, and him and I have discussed this for many, many hours, um, that 
you know, Armenians, we were never open to negotiations. Um, we, we have to understand our capabilities, at least for now, which is you're, you're not going to be able to compete with oil money, right? No. Oil money is Black gold. almost unlimited. Um, so anytime anyone talks about negotiations, let's negotiate some of those territories or whatever the negotiation happens to be, people get riled up. Oh, you're a traitor. It's never about... Look, look at it from an outside perspective, which is, again, what we've, him and I have discussed many, many times. Look at it from an international perspective. How can these negotiations benefit our land? How can we bring more money into our land? How could we help our people flourish? Um, that's what we have to look at. It's not necessarily about ego and pride. I mean, look at Europe. All the countries in Europe have been at war with one another at one point. Yeah. Do they not have open borders and friendly borders amongst one another? Of course they do. Why? Because they're diplomatic. They understand what it takes to succeed. Yet we, we haven't been able to let go of our ego and our history to, to, to say that, you know what, we, we need to negotiate with our neighbors as much as we, we hate them. We have to be diplomatic, you know. But remember, a lot of Europe is Islamic as well. You look at France, you look at England, you look at Spain. A lot of it is basically, you know... Uh, That's not open borders within. That's open borders they've allowed uh, to Muslims to, not to o- immigrate, of right? Of course. But it's it's not like Muslims went from Germany to France. I get it. But where... where they, well, I, I would say now that's happening. I would say... You know, most of Europe, you can you can basically take a train and travel throughout all of Europe within what a couple of days. I'm sure you know these the, the the Islamic culture or the Islamic religion is spreading through Europe very very quickly. When we were in England two years ago or last, it was, yeah, I think it was two years ago. Two years ago, um, there was there was an overwhelming population of people from. Pakistan, people from Saudi, people from Iraq, they were everywhere. And France, I heard, is actually worse. I've never been to France, but anybody who's been to France, you let us know. I mean, there's a huge Islamic population there. Of course there is. But, you know, that's Europe as far as open borders and stuff. I'm talking about open borders amongst their own region. I'm not talking about allowing people to come in from Muslim countries outside of the European Union. As far as you're talking about, from Germany to France, from France, France to Italy to uh, again, that's what I'm right, that's what I'm saying. There, the Islamic religion or the Islamic culture is so large right now, and they're so they're they're so dense in Europe that, bro, I'm sure a lot of them have German passports, French passports, English passports, and right. Well, that's that's a whole different problem for Europe. That's not what I'm talking about. That that in itself has proven to be a problem for Europe. That's why some that's of these the countries same reason are, they weren't able to step up the way Pashinyan thought Europe was going to help Armenia, and they were complete silent. That's the reason. They don't want internal well, issues. When you say thought, I I find it hard to believe that uh, Pashinyan didn't know this beforehand until he the war not. started. He did not. Do you not have conversations with these people? These leaders, I, look in business. I know exactly how so and so is going to respond because we have conversations. I would think when you're running a country, you have these conversations maybe in more detail than I would as a business owner. You don't 
just going to war thinking, well, I hope somebody's going to help me. No, you must have had a conversation. Look, here's what's, gonna, here's what's happening. There's a potential for this because we knew this war was inevitable. So the conversation must have taken place somewhere. It's crazy. We knew it was inevitable, but we never prepared for it. No, That's we didn't. That's the sad part. And again, my worry is not what we didn't do, but we what we're not going to do, which is again, Next time. we're not going to prepare for it again. And then we're going to sit here and say, how did we not prepare for it the last five years? Well, because so-and-so was in power and it's going to be the same bullshit broken record. The victim card. That's what we need to not do. The victim card. We need to not play the victim card. And uh, Haik Martirosian was on our podcast, what was it, four or five weeks ago? And he said it. He said, the Azeris were preparing for this war for 26 years. For 26 years, they were prepping and we were sitting on our asses basically saying, they're not going to do anything. Russia will back us up. The United States will come in. France will help us. Iran will help us. Well, there you go, people. Nothing. Why Nothing. can't we negotiate for one of these pipelines to go through Armenia? Why would they want to do that? I think it's more than a pipeline, bro. I honestly think it's more I've heard of, I, I heard they're talking about some type of uh, gold mine that they had intentions of opening in Artsakh. So what Azerbaijan wants the funds for that, and they actually have a supposed contract. In the place. Anglo-Asian you're talking about? Yeah, I don't know much about it, but it's like these people are signing a contract without having the lands to do that work. So they obviously had some type of guarantee they were getting these lands. Does that make sense? Yeah. Let's see. Natalie says you need it planned not by the Armenian government but by the Armenian people. I mean, not, I mean, how would you, <laughs> you, in order for something to work as far as military-wise or humanitarian-wise, you need some sort of head as far as somebody controlling it, or else, uh, as Armun said a couple of weeks ago or a couple of day, you know, a couple of podcasts ago, everybody will be a chief and there won't be any Indians, and especially with our culture, everybody wants to be a chief and nobody wants to be an Indian. So you need some sort of governmental or at least some sort of infrastructure as far as um, a leader controlling what, how everything will go. And, you know, just like a, like, a, like a pyramid, just like a pyramid. You have head, you have two vices or, you know, three vice, vice or assistants or whatever it is as far as um, support. And it continues down, 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 down to some sort of infrastructure or else it's, it's not going to work. It, it, there's no way... All the people can manage the money. Uh, that's what does that lead up to? What, socialism. In, no in, that's what it is, basically. <laughs> That'll become social. It'll become socialistic. Alan says the uh, Asian Anglo was previously known as the Ottoman Mining Limited. I you could absolutely be right. None of us know much about that stuff, you know. No, no, no idea. Rich is not on. Rich actually had. Uh, you know, with everything that went on today in Armenia, there was a little bit of a uh, an emergency that he had to attend to. But he'll be on with us either tomorrow or Thursday. So um, we were, uh, you know, with everybody else on right now, we thought about canceling today's show and not doing it just because of the circumstances of what's going on in Armenia. But we were like, you know what, we need to get on and we need to vent with uh, the three of us and our, you know, our viewers, our our watchers, our 
our listeners and every every single one of you. So, guys, sh- obviously share the live. We want as many people on here to kind of vent with us at this point because it's very confusing times. It's very emotional times. It's very uh, tough times as far as understanding what's going on. And we want to hear everybody's two cents and we want to talk to you guys about it and hear what you guys have to say and share what you guys have gotten as far as information or intel from your sources, reliable sources. Sosie and uh, Samuel both say that Russia pretty much betrayed us. Uh, We were used as a pawn in their uh, power trip scheme. But again, we've we've known this for so long. Why do we continue to fall for it? Um, And I know it's easier said than done, guys. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not that we have all the power in the world. We choose not to utilize it. But what do we need to change in order to have some of those playing cards, uh, to have a good hand, to be able to make some of the chess moves ourselves, right? That's that's the key. Uh, doesn't matter how big or small. You have to find some type of leverage, as difficult as it may be, uh, you have to have some type of leverage to be able to sit in the, on the negotiating table and get at least partially what you want out of any deal. The problem with, here's the thing with negotiating anything, whether you're negotiating a real estate deal, right, a business deal, a car, country, oil, anything that you're negotiating, there has to be a win-win situation. Somebody wins a little small, somebody big, but both sides have to win. It can't be a win and lose situation. That's not negotiations. That's you getting pounded in the ass. A negotiation has to have both parties walking away with a little something at least. And in this case, I hope we're walking away with at least something. Otherwise, it's not a negotiation. Otherwise, the 2,000 or however many soldiers we lost was for what? If... We could have just handed them those lands 45 days ago and saved an entire generation. Hence the reason why I think... You can't nothing, say that, Armand. The, the, the Turks, you don't understand our enemy. They are our enemy. I've never called them anything but an enemy. If you back down from a Turk during a fight or before a fight, they're going to fight you anyways. And you're going to have bigger catastrophes. And this is not the end. I feel like Monte was right. Losing Artsakh would be detrimental to us. And we need to wake the fuck up. That's it. Again, nothing is concrete yet, guys. More stuff will be popping up within the next couple of days, within the next couple of, I even say weeks at this point. Because I don't think think this is over. Um, It's just as time goes on and... Once we go to bed and once we wake up, I'll guarantee you there's going to be a lot more information out there. Our viewers are smart, Um, There's going to be a lot more information out there for us to kind of soak in and take in and understand exactly what's going on. But for right now, all it is is just it's a a clusterfuck situation and nobody knows um, what exactly is going on, what was signed, what wasn't signed, what was in the treaty, what wasn't in the treaty. Uh, It's all just just talks right now. That's all it is. And none of it is coming from actual legitimate sources as far as, um, you know, Nikol said this or uh, Aliyev said that and Putin said this. Literally, Nikol's last tweet, this is why I was saying he was hacked as far as on Facebook. 
Nico's last tweet was basically uh, the battle in Shushi continues. And that is updated much, much quicker than his Facebook was. That's why I was going back and forth, continuously refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. I'm like, something's not right. Something's not right. Something's not right. And again, um, it's all just for right now, it's all just speculation. None of it is actual legitimate facts until we hear it from the man himself. Well, it's speculation, but then you you know how earlier we were talking about Lady Gaga's music video called Nine Eleven. I haven't I've seen Nine Eleven the video her actual song, because when everybody was uh, getting a hard on for her, oh look she's wearing an Armenian bracelet to me I said that was actually the demise of of the war. I seen the music video as far as the breakdown of it I haven't seen it I refused to watch it because I thought it was bullshit. Well, Nine Eleven. The date itself is November 9th, which is today. today. And I, you, were, you, you said something. You, what were you saying? You were saying... Uh, there's a, there, well, there's an interpretation video kind of that breaks down what the music video symbolizes as far as the war. Yeah, it was, was what was it? The place. biggest enemy is me, call 911. So the biggest enemy is me. What, what does that interpret? Well, As in Pashinyan is the biggest enemy? I'll We're send, your own enemy? I'll send you the interpretation video. And, and someone said today is 11-9, so... Yeah, but in... Well, Armenia, we write the day nine, first 11, and then yeah. the date. The well, month. I think the entire world does. Except I America. Guess, yeah, except America, yeah. We do everything ass-backwards, huh, apparently. Basically. But yeah, the art saying yes, yes. Exactly. We have inches and centimeters. Nowhere else in the world they have it. But, I mean, I, I, haven't, I haven't seen the breakdown of... Of that nine eleven and the whole army, who who breaks it down? Does is it an Armenian person? No, there's a few of them though. There's a few videos. No, I'll I'll send it after we're done with I, the show. I'll send it to you guys. When when I saw the post and when you even mentioned it as well, I went online to find it, and then I typed in on YouTube. I typed in uh, Lady Gaga nine one one debunking. And then all the videos were basically people just explaining the video of, of what it was. It wasn't the whole Armenia thing. It was basically saying, oh, look, she's wearing a red bracelet around her neck, depicting the blood that's on her foot from the accident. Oh, look, the guy has his head on the pillow because his head is on the airbag. I was like, okay, no, this is not what I'm looking for. I don't need somebody to explain to me what's going on in the music video. I need no, somebody no, to no. debunk it. Yeah, this, the, the one I'm going to send you is completely different. Edwin has a really nice comment. Maybe it meant something or scripted in advance for the world stage. Anita to the rescue. There it is. That's the music video. But no, 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 no. Don't send the music video. Send us, yeah. send us the debunking video, guys. That's what we're looking for. Because I want to actually watch the debunking video. And that's something maybe we could even talk about with Rich come tomorrow or Thursday. Because I'm just curious to see what it is that they debunked. And... If it's if it even correlates or basically ties into what's going on today, it it does. Unfortunately, it does. Surprise, <laughs> freak. Like legit. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. I know that guy. Do you, that... Re do you remember it? Well, I I don't remember what I ate today. But, uh, no, of course I don't remember the details. Of it. I haven't I send seen it the whole I'll video. I'll send it to you. It was sent to me months ago. Yeah. So somebody, if somebody could find the debunk, well, that's because you sent it again. Hold on. Let me see this. Uh, da, 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 da. No, this is the. That's this not, is not the link. No, there, there's the an link. actual 
uh, it's not the official music video. There's one that breaks down all the symbols that are being used in the music video to talk about the war that took place between Azerbaijan and Artsakh. Yeah. It's all in the music video. I think that's, I think Vacha just sent it. But uh, Sosi said, do you have any proof of Araik uh, that was held uh, hostage? No, there is no proof of it. That's why none of this whole show, nothing is, yeah. nothing is concrete, nothing guys. Nothing is concrete. The reason we didn't want to come on live today is we didn't want to pass any misinformation to anyone. So just the disclaimer, everything we're discussing is just hearsay. Yeah. None of this is official information. Yeah, it's literally us venting with you guys, literally at this point. Because uh, we sat down, we were talking to each other, and we said, uh, "Who who better to vent with than you know, you know, our audience, the people that you know follow us every Monday, the people that listen to us on our podcast, the people that are uh, you know watching us right now." And we thank every single one of you guys that are live with us. The, 80 of you that are on the actual Wise Nuts podcast and the other couple hundred of you uh, that are on the other pages watching with us as well. Um, every single one of you, we thank you and you know continue to share this. We want as many people on this as, as possible to kind of vent with us and share with us their thoughts, their emotions, you know, what their thoughts are as far as, you know, how Armenia is reacting and how America is reacting. I Yes. Um, a couple of people posted the actual yeah. dec- decrypted video. Yeah, David, they, yeah, we know that they're actually uh, protesting in front of the Armenian parliament, which is a stupid idea, I think, I think at this point. The yeah. last thing we Glendale? need is a revolution. Yeah, no, no, in front of the, in, in front of the parliament in, in Armenia. Yerevan. In Yerevan. Yeah. The last thing we need right now is, is a revolution. Kiki, you said President Armin Sarkisian just dropped a post. What did he post exactly, if you can... Kind of summarize. Is it a post? Us. Is it on Twitter? Is it on his Facebook? What is it on? He's Annette, been he's been quiet. Annette, the whole you're time. you're absolutely right. We're never going to know the whole truth because uh, this thing didn't happen overnight. This was something that was planned years, if not decades ago. Um, everything when it comes to politics, they know exactly who to select into office to make sure that they follow the plan accordingly and are able to convince the people to follow the plan. That's how politics works. Uh, if you ask me, I don't think prime ministers and presidents are elected. They're selected into office because there's a plan they need to follow. Oh, God, I don't want to read Armin Sarkisian's last tweet. Congratulations, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. Anyways, uh, yeah, that's, Armin Sarkisian hasn't said anything on Twitter yet. Oh, that's not... I hope that's not from today. No, that was... Oh, okay. no, 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 it's not from today. It's okay. from... A day ago, 24. Okay. He, Armin Sarkisian has not said anything um, since yesterday congratulating uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. That's that's the last tweet he had. Um, Pashinyan's last tweet was, the war continues in Shushi. Um, and the crazy thing was, you know who, who I didn't see tweet she anything? She said it's on Facebook. Oh, is it on Facebook? Okay. Uh, Shushan Stepanyan has not said anything anything in the past 12 hours basically she was one of my uh sources that i would go to as far as what's going on during the war she hasn't said anything and for nicole pashian to say again i mentioned this a couple hours ago 
for Nikol Pashinyan to say that his son and his wife are in the front lines fighting, that PR stunt needs to stop. His wife is not in the front lines. His wife is not carrying a gun. His wife is not fighting. I could yeah. bet. I could bet the, Look, my entire bank account on that. Yeah, some of those soap opera PR stunts were truly unnecessary, and <sighs> and and Roth is right. Maybe you know, costly. Costly too, possibly. Uh, Pashinyan calling Artsakh Armenia is wrong. Arik having coffee at the trench is wrong. Taunting a more powerful enemy, bad consequences. Yeah. Which is kind of what we talked about with, remember Dr. Uh, Marty Rosian when he was on the show a few episodes ago, how calling Azerbaijani sheep is cute and funny to us, but it's that could be used as ammunition for your en- enemy as far as two 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 reasons one is uh, you calling them sheep them taking it offensively and using it against you and second is our people becoming complacent thinking well they're sheep they're, they're not capable of anything which is kind of what we think of them that they're not capable of anything yet they obviously dominated the cyber war with us right forget about the uh UAVs and the drones and everything else. I'm talking about just the cyber war. They they pretty much killed us because of the numbers, sheer numbers that they have. And the money. And the money. So we we have to stop kidding ourselves and, you know, calling names and thinking, well, the enemy's weaker. The moment you think they're weaker, you're going to lose. Just like when you get into the ring. A UFC fighter doesn't get into the ring thinking my opponent is weaker than me. Because if he or she thinks that, they're going to lose. You have to prepare and fight them as if they're, it's David versus Goliath. That's, and, and sometimes we forget that, I think. You know, we go in there with this preconceived notion that we're smarter, we're more powerful, and the end result is we, uh, we're not able to sustain ourselves. Yeah. I mean... At, at, at this point, we just have to, number one, just pat ourselves on the shoulders as far as what we were able to even accomplish as far as going against not one, but two very, very, very large nations. Um, the Azeris were, it was so obvious, they were backed up by Turkey. And we sat there and continued to say, well, Russia is going to help us. Russia is going to help us. Russia is going to help us. And um it sucks saying this, but we basically took a a pocket knife to a gun war. Yeah, that's literally what happened to us. And you know, for us to continue to fight with no air force, with no drones, and lose that many soldiers, and to fold, I feel like it, it was just you know our our soldiers died in vain. It could have all been avoided. What was it? For you guys said forty five days, right? Yes, but Nazar is saying ago. that she's ne- he's never said that she's on the front lines. Why did they have what pictures of her in an AK with an AK forty seven? No, Nazali, he did say it. He said <laughs> it in his he said it in his live today as well. He said im yerechan im kinas. No, they're not there. They're not in the front lines. Give me a freaking break! Come on. And then that's a weird part because when you listen to the news channels owned by the previous uh, assholes in power. Uh, supposedly his family's out of Armenia, they've all left, 
I don't think it is. I don't think he's taking his family out of the country. I don't believe none of that bullshit. And they need to stop all this extra uh, media that are in Armenia working against the government. Out of Armenia. What are your guys' thoughts as far as ISIS actually being in the battlegrounds? Well, ISIS is pretty much a mercenary group technically, right? I mean, how much of them how much of ISIS do you think that was actually out there? Do you think it was a majority of them? I I would say in the I mean, we're probably looking at uh 7,000 plus deaths as far as the uh, Armenian or Azerbaijan side. Azerbaijan, okay. Uh I would say probably 5,000 of those could be mercenaries. Cuz these pieces of shit didn't even want to take the the bodies. They were just basically saying leave them. They didn't want to come and collect their bodies and take them back. No. Which is which is another uh, for those of you that don't know dead bodies in the battlefield is not very hygienic. Hy- not only hygienic <laughs> but healthy. Healthy. Yeah. Because what happens is those bodies eventually start to decompose, start to smell, um start to deteriorate and when you are at war and you begin to inhale those what was it what would you say carcasses as far as like the the smell and stuff yeah. you can get sick like really really sick so armenia was actually taking their bodies and actually burying it themselves unfortunately well, in armenian land cholera right that's what it's called i yes. believe the respiratory yeah infection yeah so uh armenians were actually dumping the bodies themselves and there was multiple videos out there showing you know armenians recording it and saying you know wait a minute this guy this guy's not turkish This guy doesn't look Turkish. Wait so, a minute, this guy's not Turkish. So what do we do now? Do, do does uh the whole white phosphorus dumping in our uh on our people does Azerbaijan face charges for all that now? I think this still needs to be taken to international court as far as uh what they did shelling uh you know our villages and churches and right hospitals and bombing all these different areas which they shouldn't have that should probably still be taken to international court and they should be faced with some repercussions financial did you see Aliyev's interview on BBC i posted it okay i've never seen such a stupid person in my life why would you say that bro have did you see it did you watch yeah, the interview yeah i watched it okay. the guy's doing what he's done for years yeah Just... guys chime in on this as well how many of you guys saw that video on uh youtube on instagram on facebook of aliyev's interview with bbc she's saying there's facts there's it, there's witnesses seeing cluster bombs what do you have to say for that it i it, it never happened i don't know what it's fake well, news what, what did you expect him to say okay. yes we have it we did it it was no the way he was answering and he never looked her in the eye he never looked her in the eye and it's like i can't believe the world is not saying anything about Look at the moron, look at how he's answering these questions. She goes, "You you bombed the church in um in our in in Artsakh. Not once, but twice." Well, it, it was probably a mistake. Twice? It was probably a mistake. How do you answer a question like that? <laughs> It's fake news. So it was a mistake, but it was fake news. They should do a Saturday night live skit on him. Why should they, brother? The media is completely silent. Everybody is silent about it. There's no war in Armenia. Everybody's who focused on 
uh, Trump and Biden right now. Everybody's well, too focused on COVID. Again, let's let's step back and forget about the fact that we're Armenian for a moment. How many genocides have occurred or are currently taking place right now? Since since NATO was founded, just so you know, there's been 13 genocides. Okay? NATO was founded, I think, in 87. I'll look it up. Uh, 13 genocides. And there's some going on right now. Do you know about it? Have you posted anything about it? Oh, you want to know when NATO was founded? When? April 4th, 1949. 49? Okay. 13. See how Right many? after World War II. Yeah, you're right. Not 87. 49. Yeah. 13 genocides. 87 then. is the year almost it should have ended. NATO should have ended. Because the whole meaning of NATO, like we've talked about before, mm-hmm. was to bring down communist USSR. That yeah. was the whole point of NATO. When in 88, it collapsed. 91. Okay. What was the point of NATO? What is the point of NATO? Except for causing more war around the world. What else do they do? Friendly ceasefire amongst themselves. <laughs> Basically. But but my point is, see, we have to... St- I know Armenia's issue is as more important to us than anything else. Mm-hmm. But we have to understand it's not to anybody else. And we have to accept that. It's It's harsh reality. And we get upset. How come our non-Armenian friends are not posting about it? How many times have you posted about what's going on in Ethiopia? Nothing. My wife has. Okay. Have you? I posted what's going on in Honduras, in Ni- in Nigeria as well. Not not multiple times. When? When it first opened up. When? As far as in the media. It was about a week and a half ago. Okay. And then Honduras was and, yesterday. And you probably did that because you felt the need. 100%. Because, you, right? because, okay. because I'm feeling it on my own skin. Yes. But otherwise, you would have never posted about Honduras or Nigeria. Or well, here's the thing. What happened? You remember what happened in Lebanon as far as in Beirut when the explosion happened, right? Lebanon is different. There. Okay. What still, about what about? We have a lot of Armenians there. What about the attacks in France? Remember that moron that came in and drove over all these people in France, and then there was that mass shooting in France. That was a terrorist attack. Yeah, basically. I, I posted something about that right. as well. But did you continuously post about it and demand? Well, it, it, here's the thing. Those, I guess, those those events you can't continuously post about it because it happened in one day and it stopped. But as far as you're right, what's happening in Ethiopia, what's happening in Nigeria, what's happening in Honduras, all those, it's a continuous thing. Yes, we should be posting about it constantly. Why? Because you know it should be brought to people's attention. I mean, you can talk about the genocide. How many billions of people don't have access to clean water? Do we ever post about that? No, we don't. Or how many tens of millions of kids die from very, very basic diseases because they don't have access to clean water or uh, just basic hygiene? No, I get it. We don't don't talk about it. it, But but it's Armenia. We want the whole world to stand up. It's not going to happen, man. But the thing is, is it's... It's repetitive of it's it's a repeat of history from 1915. That's the issue. Is in 1915 it wasn't recognized as far as the Armenian genocide and what the whole plan with the Ottoman Turks was and this whole pan-Turkism and this Turkish Empire and it's happening again in 2020 and people still are basically batting an eye to it. They're basically saying no, nothing's happening. It's the same Turkey as it was in 1915. The same flag, the same morons, the same sheep, and the same agenda. The whole pan-Turkism. Right. 
Did, Look, you, did you guys miss that someone was saying that the uh, Eurasian, whoever it was that gold mining company that we were talking about, Anglo-Asian, Anglo 12% of it is owned by someone from New Hampshire? Yeah, he's been getting bashed on his social media. He had to, he had to uh, disable all the comments on his social Are media. Are you serious? Yeah. Who was it? Was it a governor or was Chris, it a Senate man? Chris Senate? N Sununu, something like really? that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Levitt brings up Flint, Michigan. Remember the, the, the water. water situation? Yeah. Is it resolved? Well, there's a water crisis going on in Detroit, Michigan. I think as well. they they get water Same delivered thing. to them. Bottled waters <laughs> get delivered. Well, not only Flint. bottled waters. I know they had they set up a uh, uh, a rainwater system as well to have uh, rainwater collected inside um, barrels, like they do in L.A. As Guys. far as which is which is a terrible idea. Sitting water in an area like that. I don't think it's a good idea. Guys, I, what if I said I have a feeling majority of the war Armenia is facing is not for gold, not for oil, but water. Water. Azerbaijan depends on our mountains for that water. Majority of this war has a lot to do with water. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I know Armenia is the uh, the land of eternal water, as they say, but... Uh, Kiki, well, Kiki's saying water is more expensive more than, than oil right now, isn't right. it? Um, if you go to the gas station, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> why can't we sell water to the world? Well, water is more expensive than Coca-Cola, man. You can buy a two-liter two uh, bottle of Coca-Cola for 99 cents, and you buy a bottle of Fiji water, which is eight ounces, for $3.79. Uh, that was two endorsements. No, sorry. Cut the check. Sorry, Fiji Coke. I'm sure they're probably the same company. Coca-Cola probably owns Fiji. Uh, but I'm looking for Armin Sarkisian's post. Armin Sarkisian. You can go read people's comments until I find it. Arut is asking, do we think the war is going to continue or not? Yes. No, because there's already uh, peacemakers from Russia uh, at the borders that were designated. Um, you really think it's going to end, bro? Yeah, I think it's going to continue. If Putin had both of them actually physically sign an agreement, he's not going to be he's not going to be toyed with like wow, that. Wow, look at what Levick said. Hershey owns the uh, the Great Lakes, I guess. In Armenia? No, the Great Lakes, Michigan. Come on. Oh, I was going to say. Anything else? I I think the war is going to stop. For now. How long That's you, my thoughts. Did you guys get my message? <laughs> what, did you send us something? Did you text yeah. us something? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, you want, what is, you want our listeners and viewers to find out what it is? Yeah, definitely. It's un, undisclosed information oh. I have coming in, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, you tell us. Um, if there's anything else we can basically... George Mutafian says there's going to be a larger war. Uh, that that's assuming that Armenia was being used as what does bait. Mean by I'm assuming war? where they want to bring in Iran or uh, other countries into this and start a basically World War Three. I think that's what maybe George is referring to. But as far as the war between Azerbaijan and Artsakh, I think it's gonna it's it's gonna be put to a halt uh, with this agreement. But I mean, they're saying Turkish. Uh, someone just wrote there's Turkish uh, forces that are going to be on the front, uh, on the 
Well, yeah, it's between Russian and Turkish peacemakers. Why, why, why are we signing anything with Turkey? Turkey was not involved in any of this as far as they were not a part of the Minsk group, nothing. Why is there any know. Turkish anything by law allowed there? They shouldn't be there. Maybe that was part of the agreement for Azerbaijan to, to sign and not continue. Which also says Armenia doesn't make its own decisions. Well, again, Armenia has to make decisions based on what are, we, are how much, how many more soldiers were we willing to lose. I, I don't mean, know. But uh, what, what do you know of the Andres, situation? Andre is even saying it's not over yet. Uh, they will take Stepan Agerto. Here's the thing: they basically left us with Stepan Agert right now. I uh, mind you, bombed and shelled Stepan Agert, but. As far as uh, Armenian Armenia Fund and the Armenians in the diaspora saying uh, the funds collected will go towards repairing Stepanakert, I think honestly that's a bad idea. I don't think that's a good idea because, um, as uh, Dr. Mutafian even said, I don't think this war is over. Uh, we need to prep ourselves for the next five years because this ceasefire is for five years with an extension, quote unquote, for another ten years. But um, they're gonna they're they're loading up on artillery right now. They're they're prepping. Um, they're prepping for the next five years to come back stronger because this was probably another taste of uh, Operlion from 2016. Well, I can't when I compare, say... bro. Arno, you're wrong. You can't compare these two, bro. No, what? I'm saying it's another taste of Operlion. This was, this this, was a this strong... This was an all-on... This was an all-out war, bro. 22nd century war. <laughs> Here, not even 21st century. Yeah, but century. it lasted for how long? Doesn't matter. Does I mean, anyone think Pachinyan will stay gonna, in power? They're going to come back stronger. They're going to come will. back. Of course they will. And when I say it's over, I don't mean the war is over. The wars are never over. There's, there's going to be ongoing war forever, unfortunately. <coughs> but this, for now, it's this agreement is going to put a halt to this immediate war. Yes. and which, Is it going to come back in 5, 10, 15 years? million percent. Here's the thing. It, it's going to put a stop to the war. But as far as preparing for a war again, that should not stop. It should be a continuous. No, it should be a continuous funds going in. It should be going to drones. It should be going to artillery. It should be going to the army. It should Look be going. Look at the U.S. Are we in war right now with anybody? Nobody could touch us. Okay, but how much money do we put into our um, military? I'd say a majority of the funds that are tax money that's collected went into uh, okay. building up the army. So. Now. You have to do that. It doesn't matter whether you're always preparing for war because the moment you stop preparing for it, you're going to get attacked. But see, Alan says it as well. What do you really think it was a war? I what think was it, it? It was he, he was saying it's a battle. What's the difference? You can say, well, you can say war is never war is, ending. War is a very broad term. It's yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, I, yeah, I, we I, won the battle, but not the war. Whatever, or yeah, we it, lost it, the battle, it, but it, not the I, war. I honestly don't think it was a war. It was basically it was a battle between uh, Armenia and Turkey and Azerbaijan. That's what it was. Okay, I don't it, understand what what labeling it as a battle the, versus the, a war. The, war the caliber, the caliber of the of the battle, as you would say, the caliber of the. I would have said it's a battle if there weren't drones being used, but because of that. What, what cluster you, bombs? Cluster bombs? What do you call that? Why uh, those are war crimes. So, so why don't but, you call it no, a you just battle, said crime. battle crime? No, why I don't mean, you call it a battle? Like he said, it's I a get war it. Crime. I get. I get what you mean. But look at it this way. Don't look at it as far as the actual terminology. It, when you look at, like, for example, when 
America was at with the Civil War. It was like called the Battle of this, the Battle of that. It was more of like some, something small that took place. It wasn't. It didn't take too long. It was very short. You know Whereas, why it was called battles? Because they were battling different agendas, different resolutions. So, what do you think these? This was. This was a battle for Artsakh. A, a, a territory is that is unclaimed. Thing, bro. This is not an Artsakh thing. I, but it was, that's what it was for, Abed. It was for a, a territory that is unclaimed by Armenia. It's unclaimed by uh, Azerbaijan. It's unclaimed by the no. world. It, it's, it, the, there is no art. There is no... Fine. If we call it a battle, what does that change? Nothing. Nothing. Again, don't, don't take it into like, <laughs> context. It's, uh, it's, it wasn't a war, bro. It was not a, it was not a okay. war. We had a battle in Iraq. We had a battle in 1942. <laughs> We had a battle in. <laughs> how, hold on, but how long? How long were we in? How long were we in Iraq for? The time frame doesn't. No, no. I'm just saying. How long were we in Iraq for? We're how... still there. <laughs> <laughs> Once America lands, they don't because, try to no, leave. Because I, so I look at it as battles are like certain air, like it's for one area, whereas a war would probably be in multiple, multiple regions. regions. You know what I mean? Armenia doesn't have multiple. Yeah, hence the reason why you'd call it a battle. It's, it's like you, you look at World War. Why are we talking about this, bro? You brought it up because I you understand that, Alan's but you guys are was brilliant you, you, about it being a battle. I didn't say it was war. brilliant. I said I I agree with what Alan is saying, and Alan, please concur with me. Of course, he's going to concur with you, and yeah. Alan makes some valid points usually, but I don't think battle war that doesn't change anything. Yeah, that's like wordplay, guys. We don't have time for wordplays right now. Arno kept calling it a war when he was collecting money, you piece of shit, John. <laughs> oh, God. John, and you were helping us. Now with he's that. turning we into an aggressive that. disagreement. Well, should we slowly yeah, call the fun. night? Yeah. Yeah. Guys, uh, thanks for venting with us. Yeah. What can I say? Um, we needed this as far as kind of uh, all three of us kind of letting our emotions out and venting with every single one of you um thank you thank you thank you thank you to every single one of you that tuned in vented with us expressed your emotions with us shared it liked it commented um sorry if we didn't get to every single one of your comments but you know when when a bunch of people are tuning in and commenting we try to get to as many of you as possible but uh before we end the show again we want to give a big shout out and thanks to Ani simonian from american savings financial for sponsoring the show um if you guys need any home loans private loans um business loans commercial loans construction loans i've worked with her in the past guys she's a phenomenal person she's i'd say she's a she's true a, armenian. she's a true armenian now yeah. super mom uh super lady she's uh working and she's actually helping Armenia at the same time. She was on our podcast twice. She has bigger plans coming up. Yeah, she has with huge Armenia. plans as well for Armenia. But if you guys need anything as far as um, anything in the financial industry or lending industry, like I said, I vouch for her. I've worked with her as well. Uh, Ani Simonian, American Savings Financial, 818 957 4500. Contact her and she will help you out with. Um, I'm sorry, 4600, 818-957-4600. She'll help you out with all your uh, financial needs, and we'll post her information on the um, on the page as well so you guys can reach out to her. Other than that, um, we'll stay probably... Focused, yeah, stay, stay focused, guys. Stay focused. Don't lose, don't lose the uh, vision of uh, you know, the, us staying united. Be vigilant. Keep donating. 
keep donating um even if the war the battle whatever you want to call it is over uh that's when the real work starts so don't get sidetracked by social media propaganda anything out there stay focused um we still need to help help armenia through thick and thin um and no matter what we have to stick together because all we have is one another don't forget that the diaspora is still as strong as their black gold guys we can continue to help continue to donate continue to support don't let this break us because that's what they want yeah literally that's what they want as far as them laughing at us saying oh well look what all your hard work did it went down the drain no it's not going to go down the drain we're going to continue to help we're going to continue to support we're going to continue to back up our motherland our fatherland our homeland and we're not going to give up um that being said uh have a great night guys and we'll let you guys know if we're going to be on tomorrow or thursday uh with richard um and you know hopefully it'll be another informative show as far as getting more details out as far as what's going on in armenia what's going on in artsakh and Get busy making more Armenian babies, as Levick yes. said. As, Please. as Levick said. And Have sex tonight with your wives. Yeah. And Girlfriends. Yes. Or whatever whatever it is. And don't pull out. Mistresses. Um, <laughs> that was a little too much. Well, that's how you have sex. That's Enjoy. To, that's how you're supposed to make a baby. That's how you're supposed to make a baby. Oh, are, are we all of a sudden going to be all soft and everything? But, guys, again, thank you so much. We'll see you guys tomorrow, Thursday, maybe next Monday. We'll see. We'll keep maybe you guys next Monday for sure. Next well, well, for Monday, sure yeah. may, next Monday. But we'll see you maybe tomorrow or Thursday, and we'll keep you guys posted. Keep you in the loop. Uh, have a great night, Turkey Maman. Aman, Aman, Turkey, Turkey Maman. Maman. There you go. <laughs>